powered by Riverside FM. Spin the wheel, make the deal. <laughs> it's Welcome Halloween, baby. Welcome to another edition of Better Than Broadway. It's episode seven. Woo! Episode seven. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah. Spinning the wheel, making the deal since 1989. We are having Halloween Havoc recap tonight. That was the, so uh, fun. The season, the seasonal, annual WCW pay-per-view that started back in 1989 has finally found its way to NXT for the third year in a row. Maybe fourth year in a row. I'm not really sure. It's three or four. They but, did it up like it was. It was Halloween, like incarnate on a wrestling show. I, I I really liked it. They crushed it. They, I mean, they're doing everything right. The the, the stage is all set. They've got the the wheel. Um, I mean, they they really they really do it right. And um, you know, you have to give it. You but did they kudos. spin the wheel? Yes, they spun the wheel. Uh, so they spun the wheel on uh, on NXT two weeks ago when um, Grayson Waller had um, he had Cora Jade. And Roxanne Perez in the ring for their little thing. So they spun that wheel, and that's when they had the weapons match. And then last night on the pre-show, they spun the wheel for Grayson Waller and uh, Apollo Crews, and that's when they came in with the casket match. Which, by the way, okay. was a fabulous match. And we will get into all those matches as we go along. But first and foremost, um, happy, happy spooky season, buddy. Happy spooky season to you too, man. Uh, Halloween is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, just because like there's no gifts. It's just like you just got to have fun and go to parties and dress up. And who doesn't like that? Yep. Um, but I, I will say uh, we are minus Justin today. He is dealing. Um, he's just feeling under the weather. And, you know, he doesn't want to go if he's not 100%. So I, I totally Absolutely. get that. Justin, we love you. Feel better, buddy. Jack feel better. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a pretty mangly eye on that thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, he got he got stabbed in the eyeball. He totally, totally got stabbed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so my daughter, my daughter and I made pumpkins. Uh, we we carved pumpkins last night and we finished them today. And uh, adorable. I mean, it's, 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 it's all good fun, you know. I mean, you go out, and you pumpkin patch, you grab a pumpkin, you, you you bring it home, you gut it, and then you then you do things with it. I mean, it's 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 too much fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a uh... You know, uh, pumpkins are grown just to be slaughtered. It's 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 yeah. hard life. Yeah, it's all it's all vegetables. Same know, thing for Christmas trees. Yeah, you know, a holiday trees. season that revolves around death. I know, death and rebirth. Except for and Christmas. rebirth. Easter's rebirth, but we'll worry about Easter later. But you know, a couple of days before that, it's all about death. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to it. So we are getting into Halloween havoc. Again, one of my favorite shows of the year. I think it ranks up there for me with uh, with the Royal Rumble, personally. But, uh, you know. I don't know. The, the Royal Rumble is such a unique experience. Um, it's hard to compare anything. It's hard to compare WrestleMania to Royal Rumble. That's true. Because in, like, a single match, you have so many people in the ring. And, like, I remember years ago when uh, Edge came back. But before that, it was the Women's Rumble. And, you know, Bianca Belair was coming up from NXT and was like, all of a sudden, she's throwing girls over the ropes. And you're like, whoa, hold on. She's getting – this This is looking really good. Yeah. And that was a moment that I noticed, like, this chick, she's got it. She, yeah. she has got it. Um, Bianca Belair, who, in my opinion, has surpassed Charlotte Flair in stardom. But, you know, superstardom, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this is, this is a woman who just has it all. But, um, you know, more about Bianca – a little bit later, but as far as like the echelon of you know sports entertainment, premium live events go. Sports entertainers, are we about to talk about Chris Jericho? We will talk about Chris Jericho. Would you like to talk about Chris Jericho on uh, on Dynamite first, or would you like to do this Halloween Havoc thing? What do you want to do? Uh, so, I'd say let's let's end with Havoc because it's it's the big piece of the pie. It Save is. it for later. Okay. Um, so, I'll cue you in on this. So uh, we're going back to uh, to Dynamite on Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite. Chris Jericho, who is now the Ring of Jericho, the Ocho. The Ocho. Eight-time, eight-time world champion. This time, he is the Ring of Honor uh, world champion, which, which, is a, uh, which is a title that had eluded him all of his career. It's the only one he hasn't won. 
Uh, well, I mean, like, are we kind of like NXT here? Or like, I mean, I think of all the top titles in the world. I mean, you've got you've got five or six basic, big, in my opinion, big world titles. You've got AEW, you've got uh, WWE, New Japan, uh, which which you can you can blend WCW in with that one. So so you got uh, AEW, WWE, you've got New Japan, you've got Ring of Honor, you've got Impact. Those to me. Are the uh, the top? Does he five. have an Impact title? He never had the Impact title because he's never been to Impact. But I mean, he's been and he has won the World Championship because he is motherfucking Chris Jericho. He's he is a walk living legend. Like, dude, the man, you know, constantly reinvents himself. He constantly. basically walks on golden, you know, just the Rainbow Road, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Just he he. he Everything he touches turned to gold, and yeah. which is why I love like his faction because like, sure, every other buddy in that faction is you know learning and being mentored. I mean, Jake Hager, I think he needs to find a new gimmick because we don't see him ever. Yeah, you know that or dude, pick 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 MMA like you're a beast. Um, go he do it. Be, he should be he should be trucking people. He should. But I mean, this is this is again with with Jericho. This is the fourth or fifth iteration of Jericho since he joined AEW. Mm-hmm. This is the fifth or sixth iteration of Jericho since ni- 2019 when he battled um, when he battled Tanahashi uh, for the U.S. title in New Japan as the Painmaker. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, goddamn it, dude, he's just he's just he's 52 or 53 years old. He keeps reinventing himself. He keeps himself fresh. He keeps himself relevant. Uh, I, I I do 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 love Chris Jericho, and and, and you agree. I think we all yeah, one hundred percent best wrestler of of our generation, uh, probably of the last twenty five years. Uh, but this but this topic they've got going on with him right now, with he's going to take out all of the old Ring of Honor champions one by one by one. I just I I, I think it's brilliant, but at the same time, I worry that it's going to taint the legacy of what Ring of Honor was. Your thoughts? So here's, uh, you know, kind of where I, I, I fall a little short. Like, I never really watched Ring of Honor. I know about it. I know a little bit of its history. And I know that's where all of our greats come through, come from. You know, uh, CM Punk came through there. You know, uh, uh, Kevin Owens did. And, you know, all these amazing stars came out of it. I mean, it, it, it's the golden age of de- developmental. Um, and now that it's gotten bought by Tony Khan, it has a bit more, you know, steam behind it, which is great. And, uh, let's, let's boost it up. Let's not make it, you know, the NXT of AEW. Let's make it something brand new. And I do Um, love the fact that Tony bought ring of honor because here's a, here's a company that I have a special place in my heart for, because I've, I've done work for them in the past. Um, and it's just like, you know, <sighs> Carrie Silken, you know, Carrie Silken, what a lovely man. He, he is he is the reason that we have Ring of Honor. He kept it going. He, he did what he did. And I like the fact that they're, you know, when when they had Claudio, you know, win the title at what was it? What was it? Double or nothing? I think so. Yeah. Or all that was of- that was when I was that was my birthday weekend at uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So yeah. they had him win the title there, and you know Kerry was involved. And then when 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 Jericho uh, was 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 doing his thing, he got Kerry involved in in the match with him and Claudio, and he shoved him and did everything. I mean, you know it it's it's fun, but at the same time, I worry that they're going to taint the legacy of Ring of Honor. And I know that sounds kind of odd, but it, because it's wrestling, but right. I mean, but no, but those, those I, I things really are hope, important. I really hope they do this justice. I really do. I think uh, the best way to do that justice would be like have Jericho tear through, you know, a, a few of them, and then have like an OG guy. I don't know who that could be. Come and just like kick his ass. Yeah. Like well, they're just... definitely they're definitely planting some seeds here because he's defeated Brian Danielson, who is one of the pro- most prolific Ring of Honor. And pure wrestling champions. He, he but didn't he? Don't don't they both have? They're they're one and one. No, uh, that was their third match, and, and oh, now Jericho so he won the rubber. Won, he's two out of two out of two out of three. 
He won um, the rubber. Okay. He won the rubber. So, you know, you take out Danielson, who was one of the most important Ring of Honor champions because he's the one that unified the titles. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was uh, Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness, the pure title and the world title. And Danielson merged those titles. Um, and now, you know, on Dynamite this Wednesday, he battled uh, Dalton Castle, the Peacock. The Peacock. Dude, ah! this guy. This we guy. We love on the show. We love dude. Dalton Castle. God like, he came out to Queen, to a remix of Queen. I was like, this is yeah. amazing. And yeah. then, like, he steps, he walks in the ring on, like, the boy. That, that's what they're called, the boys. The they're back. And then, like, he just ha- it's so freaking cool and just so flamboyant. I love it. And, like, you know, and he's not like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a gay character. I'm just very androgynous. You don't know which way I'm going to go. Um, and then he did like the Ace Ventura, like digging his, his crotch. And then all of a sudden pull out the finger when Jericho does that, dude, this is the thing. Like Jericho, whenever he's fake handshaking somebody, he always does like the real, like tight, real awkward handshake. Like let's, let's check on a business deal. And it's so, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I love it. But, uh, and then Dalton Castle gives him the finger. And then in that match, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the GAC is getting involved. And Castle summons his boys and sends them out like torpedoes, mm-hmm. taking out the JAS. Did I call it the JAC? Yep. The JAS. JAS, yeah. Yeah, like Tomahawk missiles, just fire, fire, yeah. fire. Brilliant. I want to see more of Dalton Castle. I do too. Um, I do too. And I, he, love, I love the bit where they're just taking out Jake Hager and then they knock the hat off. And then Jake right. goes, that's my hat. And just starts taking everybody. I was like, I like this hat. So I, I hate to see like that be Hager's gimmick because he's a legitimate badass. He is an MMA he is. star, and it's just like why not let this guy just go out and just crush people, you know, the way they're doing with Wardlow, and then you've got Wardlow and Hager six months from now as you build those two. I mean, to me, that writes itself. I mean, I, I, I hate to see them take Wardlow and Samoa Joe and and, and have them butt heads. It just to me, it's just not practical. But I feel like that's the road they're going down. Is you're going to have Joe turn heel on Wardlow, and then they've got to fight, and then they're going to unify the TNT and the Ring of Honor TV titles because the TNT title is a TV title, and the Ring right. of Honor title. So I mean, obviously, they're going to try to merge some of these titles because they just got too many goddamn titles. You know, I it's, it's I remember uh, when I was like, I'm a big fan of the trios titles. And Justin brought up, he's like, it's too many titles. I'm like, dude, you're right, man. You're right. Like, it's I think the trios titles is necessary because mm-hmm. it brings an element of wrestling that is a gimmick and that have made it somewhat serious. But yeah, like you were blending, you're blending two different organizations into one. Yeah, to where are we having Ring of Honor guys with AEW guys and things like that, and that's fine. But you know, make, make it cut in black, like make you know the the AEW TV title legit. Um, yeah, but uh, but I mean, here's a question for you: Why hasn't Hager gotten over? You know, I think I think that's I think that's the ten thousand dollar question personally because. You know, here's a guy who... Because he is a legit fighter with a, a an all-American wrestling background. The way wrestling is nowadays is that wrestling has evolved into this sports entertainment thing. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa. So... And I, I hit my microphone. That, yeah, go ahead. And I think that with the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society, obviously there, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a play. It's a tongue-in-cheek. It's a denouement on sports entertainers because a lot of them all came from WWE and mm. in the case of uh, of 2.0 they came from NXT with Danny Garcia and you know that was when they were that was when what, what was their name in NXT 2.0 what was the name what was the name of those two guys in, in, in NXT you, you remember do, you do, do not ask me okay so um anyway that, that but, but again that's how memorable they were in NXT because they had this opportunity and it just it just didn't work because for for whatever reason i think when you have somebody 
as strong on the microphone as a Chris Jericho. Yep. And you associate yourself with him. You already have this modicum of credibility. Now, your ability to get yourself over, whether it's but you got to do that yourself or he, it's on you. Sammy Guevara yeah. got over because a he could speak, b he's fabulous in the ring, and c he's got this. He's he's got he's got his wife. He and his yep. wife are so just it's it it it's annoying, and 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 you you don't. Mm, they 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 they're on TV. They're making out, and and they're just being dastardly. And you you just you just you want to rip these people. They're the apart. people you it's love not, to hate. They're the people you love to hate. Guerrero X Pac heat. And oh my god! Freaking love it, and they just they just eat it up. So so when you take those things into account, what where is Jake Hager's X factor? So it, it's it's it, let me great so let me worker. great worker great but, worker but, great worker, but. Here, well, he I, I think you said it, dude. You got to be good in the ring, and almost more importantly, on the mic, you got to be able to talk. I mean, I mean, got to be able to talk. I mean, I mean, we, I know we talk about him all the time, but I mean, because, because I, mean, I mean, why not? He's amazing. But yeah. like with with MJF, you know, he's a pretty good worker. I wouldn't say that he's brilliant. I wouldn't say he's on Jericho's level. I wouldn't say he's on AJ Styles's level. I wouldn't say that he's on Bret Hart's level or anyone like that who's one of these amazing workers, Shawn Michaels. But that man gets a stick in his hand, and he mm-hmm. makes you believe it. And when he and Regal did their spat on, on uh, the other night. Brilliant. I mean, you Brilliant. couldn't stop. You couldn't stop. You, I mean, they just had you eating out of the, out of the palm of their hand with, with you know, how, how – um, MJF was trying to go to WWE, and Regal said, "You know, try me later, try me later, try me later." And he kept like, dangling that carrot. He kept dangling that carrot. Too young, and then you, you, now you've got this story about the the, the Frankenstein monster that is MJF yep. that has been created by Regal, and 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 I mean, goddamn, you can can you imagine what's going to happen when Moxley and MJF finally get in the ring at the next pay pay per view? And then Regal's sitting there. It's like his little his his monster versus his champion. And you know we're gonna have we're gonna have and all I, of them. It's great. No, story. they they, they so MJF should not win the title this this match. I want to hear this. Okay. Yeah, you, MJF you, should not win. Uh, the title should be cost to him from Regal, and then they extend the storyline to where he just like assaults every single one, and then you get him. You get this this this. You feel for him because. It was taken away again, and you, you, the, the more you uh, someone goes through pain, the more people empathize. So, don't. The good thing is, everyone expects it. Everyone expects sure. the title to go to MJF. And I like don't that. pull one over. I like pull that. one over yeah. on him and say Regal and have Regal fuck him over. Yeah, I don't but, like to cuss anymore on this program, but have Regal screw him over with the with the brass knucks. He's yeah. like, oh, I just like hitting people. Yeah. Have him clock MJF. But let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. That scenario, you start getting sympathy for the devil. Great song, by the way. Yep. But do we do we really want a babyface MJF, someone we feel sympathy for, someone we, you know, are trying to get behind? Or do we want the devil? Do we want this son of a bitch that's just so damn good and he knows it and we know it? Or do we want baby MJF? What do we want out of him? No, I, I think you, 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 Regal costs him the title. Yeah. And then MJF goes, you know, just crazy mm-hmm. and like does devil stuff to get back. He's like, you broke your own rules. Now you got to pay and like takes them out one by one, every single guy, including Regal. And then finally Moxley's got to step in. He's like, all right, kid, you got to be put down. You know, you've gotten rabid. Mm-hmm. And that's when MJF just destroys him. And that's the thing. Like, I would love to see a match like that. That just go, is over in five minutes. Okay. That makes you hate him. Like they don't give, don't give us a good match. Have MJF hit him with a dynamite ring. Five minutes in, it's over. Okay. It would be brilliant. It would be so much heat. It would put him back in the the, the heel 
slash the devil the devil spot. I like that. I do like that. I, now that now that it's been a little more fleshed out, I, I like it. I like it. I think I think I think that's that's compelling television, and that's what we well, want. That's why we love wrestling because it's compelling mm-hmm. television. I mean, well, it's you, story, it's storytelling, you know, and it's so much of it is like, oh, MJF's back. You know, they had to lure him back to get the title to get to give him the title. You know, so everyone expects it. Yeah, you, you pull the carpet out from underneath people's hand, uh, feet when they not when they're expecting it. Yeah, and that's gonna and that's gonna make you want to watch. AEW long term, they need something to keep viewership right now because with everything that's going on with CM Punk and the Bucks and Omega and A Steel who just got released, uh, you know they need something. And 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 you know as great as John Moxley is, he can't carry that show forever. That guy needs no. a break. That he guy needs, needs a vacation. A he does. You know he had to leave his vacation to come back to work. I mean, goddamn. And then they hired his wife. You know, Renee's on TV now, so well. At, at least you know they're 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 together. Yeah, no, you know they're gonna great. be traveling together. I think it's great. You know, he he said in an interview a couple of weeks ago. He said they were living in Vegas, and he was just living the successive life and drinking and smoking and you know doing kind of crazy shit all day. And then when their daughter was born, they moved back to Cincinnati, and he got sober, and everything about his life is just so much better now. And I think that's a huge testament to the kind of guy he is, because you know we're looking at this you know, from a, you know, glass half full perspective here. Um, he's our champion, you know, yeah. and he, 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 he fell into this role out of necessity. I mean, he's the only guy that's solid, you know, everybody else is kind of, kind of waffly, but you know, here's, here's God dang, you know, Moxley, here's, here's John good, you know, just being the best because, you know, what else choices do you have? It was, it was just, kind of thrust upon him, but, but he's making the best of it. He's making the most of it. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's just, he's fantastic. He's a lot of fun. He's, he's you, he's me. He's mm-hmm. just a regular guy who, you know, I remember he said that he wanted to be the kind of wrestler that just walked in off a construction site and pulled off his shirt and went to work. Well, he looks like that, you know, at lunch. So, yeah. Yeah. He just got on he's just got on jeans and a pair of boots and a in a in a t shirt and he's just gone out there, pulls his shirt off and he just goes to work. And I mean that's that's he he resonates with us. Yep. And the fact that he's entertaining, he's good in the ring, and he speaks really well in the microphone, he's got all the shit he's just checking all the boxes. Check all the boxes. Unfortunately, Jake Hager, as good as he is, he just does not have that one little box that he needs to get him from here to here. Great worker. Love Jake Hager. Think he was great when he was in WWE. Thought he was great when they put Dutch Mantel with him and named him Zeb Coulter. But uh, I mean, you, you got you got so many opportunities that you just you know you, you gotta you gotta go with what you gotta go with, and 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 the people who are over and the people entertained the most are going to be the champs. Well, so, the thing is, you, you, like, go. Are, are we saying Jake Hager does not know he needs to work on the mic? Uh, do you think he's aware of this? I guess is my question. I would think he would be aware because he's got Jericho in his ear. Okay. So why isn't, you know, why aren't they giving him more spots to do that? Or why, you know, I hope he's training. Yeah. Practicing, you know, and then you're giving him some spots to have him talk some trash. Mm-hmm. All you need is one good, one good insult. Yeah. To I burn somebody. I want to see, see that guy go out and just tear somebody up. Like I really yeah. do. I really do. I think, I think he's great, but you know. No, I, I, he, he is. We gotta be, we gotta be, we gotta be objective here. You know, we gotta be yeah, objective. Yeah, no, no. He, he is the cat's meow in the ring. Yeah. So. He is the bee's knees. Yeah. He is the shark's tooth, whatever we're gonna call it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we got, well, I think, I think we've, I think we've talked enough about AEW. How, how do, how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about SmackDown with, uh, with Bray Wyatt? You know what? I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch it. Didn't watch it? Okay. No problem. I, I watched, um, uh, I had Dungeons and Dragons on oh, Friday, and then I watched uh, Rampage. Okay, good, good. So yeah, well, um, I'm a super nerd. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just give you. I'll just but give how you. is Bray Wyatt doing? So I'll give you a quick little beat on this. Uh, so last Friday night after Extreme Rules, Bray comes out in the ring and he's just speaking as Wyndham. He's speaking oh. as Wyndham. He's just he's speaking from the heart. He's telling everybody, you know, that that you know. When he lost his job, he lost he lost people that he loved. He lost Brody. You know, he lost his way. Yep. 
Um, but he feels like the, the 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 fans really saved him because they were like, "Where's Bray? Where's Bray?" And on Twitter, "Where's Bray? Where's Bray?" So Wyndham Rotunda, who is the real name of, of Bray Wyatt, he comes out and he just tells everybody from the heart how he's doing, how he's feeling, and the crowds, you know, the crowds clapping, the crowds, you know, really building him up. Thank you, Wyatt. Clap, 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 clap. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 battling in the verge of tears. And just as he's about to just like break down in the ring, the lights go out. The uh, the shadowy figure comes on the screen. Uh, okay. Named this week, by the way, which I won't give that just yet. But he gets on the screen and says, like, you know, this is the world. This is the world you've built. This is the world you've built. And then show cuts to blank. And you're thinking to yourself, what the hell just happened? What did I just watch? And that was last week. This week, they've got him in a backstage pre-taped segment. And they're playing his theme song really quietly over what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. And as he gets more intense... The music gets more intense, and it's louder and louder and louder, and, and, and to the point where the theme song has is just about drowning Bray out, who's now back love it, character. love it, and he's saying that like whatever circle he's in right now, he's gonna do whatever he's told to do, and he's gonna and he's gonna hurt some people, and then as the show kind of goes as as it goes towards the end of the segment. Um, it breaks away to the masked character who is who, who's who's Bray under a mask, and he just goes, "Howdy." <laughs> so the character is Uncle Howdy, and he's another one of these characters that of Bray Wyatt of Bray Wyatt, and 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 I don't know necessarily if the Wyatt Six is going to be six individuals or six, you know characters of Bray Wyatt because you've got Wyndham, you've got Bray, you've got the 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 Eater of Worlds, you've got the Fiend, you got Uncle Howdy, you've got the sister mm-hmm. Abigail, and so and then you've got um the the White Rabbit. So you've got six Bray Wyatt personas, kind of the way Mick Foley had his three faces. He had Mankind, Dude right. Love and Cactus Jack. Oh, so and, and Bray and, and Wyndham who grew up in the industry because his father was a wrestler his brother's a wrestler and his uncle's a wrestler. You know, he knew Mick Foley. He knew Cactus Jack. He knew Dude Love. He knew Mankind. He knows these characters. So, you know, th- th- there's got to be something to all of this with him. And I kind of like the idea of them having him be a schizophrenic type and a character of his kind of pops up here and there. But okay. there's also talk. There's also talk of bringing in two ROH guys to be part of the Wyndham Six or the Wyatt Six, and two of those guys are uh, are Dutch and Vincent from Ring of Honor. Um, uh, Vince, I don't know if you watch Impact Wrestling or not, but uh, Vincent is one of the guys that's part of Honor No More. He's the guy with all the dreadlocks. His his, his name's Vinny Marseglia, and okay. um, he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he, he reminds me a lot of Rob Zombie. He's got the dreadlocks and all the tattoos. And okay. He's wild in the ring, um, but they're talking about bringing those two guys in to be part of the Wyatt Six, um, and and I kind of like that idea because you know we need a Mercy the Buzzard, we need a uh, we need a Huskus, we need uh, all these all these characters that were in the mind of Bray during the Firefly Funhouse days. So right. I mean, yep. there's so many different ways you can take this character and make him compelling and he doesn't even have to get in the ring for six months and no one will care. Yeah. If you have him send his minions to destroy people, I mean, you know, that's essentially him doing it. Like, I know, I know you, he doesn't even have to wrestle. You can just say, you could say, send this guy out, send that guy out. Put Liv Morgan in there. Put Alexa Bliss in there. Put Karrion Cross in there. Put Vincent. Put Dutch. Put Grayson Waller in there. Whoever you want to put in there, it doesn't matter. As long as as long as Triple H continues to allow Bray to run his own show, to write his own scripts, to to do his creative 
which is something Vince really didn't let him do, and you just let him create, he's going to create magic because he's that goddamn talented and, and, and brilliant that he has created this own universe that, that, that he, can, he can put anywhere. You could go anywhere in the world and do this gimmick. Right. And it would get over because this guy is just so good. He's that good. Well, geez, Rob, like you're, it, it's, why don't you marry this guy? Might. Okay. He's got JoJo. He's got, he's got, he's got a good looking wife. And, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm looking for one of those two. Still, still dating around? Ladies, if you're listening, Rob is single. I am not. I talked to my girlfriend, Kate, about the show. Dude, and she was she watched the MJF promo and she was talking about it too. So yeah, it was, it was God. It was we need to have Kate on here soon. Yeah, we should. We should. I'd yep. like. I'd love to get a a woman's perspective on wrestling on our show. Oh, she she would she would love to do it. So we'll, we'll make that happen the next couple of weeks. Well, buddy, I think we beat those topics to death. Are you ready for the for the meat and potatoes of the show? Are you talking about the havoc that is not yet Halloween, but not yet Halloween? Night? WWE's NXT brings you Halloween havoc. So is 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 NXT basically Shawn Michaels' baby now? Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. um, uh, Who would have thought DX would be running WWE? But it's kind of it's it's pretty poetic. I mean, they win. I mean, they win. win. They win. Who? I mean, who would have thought twenty five years later that these guys would be running the show? I sure as shit didn't. I I I remember. I remember back in the '90s when it was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And he came out to like the Renaissance, and he had the aristocratic garb. I'm like, this yeah. guy's going nowhere. I'm he like, came out to, he came out to Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, right? For yeah, six months, and then he faced um, the Ultimate Warrior in the ultimate at, at WrestleMania, and the Ultimate Warrior and just beat him. Right, sells everything and just no sold a pedigree for Christ's sake. Just, just stood right up out of the pedigree in just 30 seconds the match was over. It's crazy. So, but now the guy's I mean, running WWE. It's amazing. Well, sounds like he won. Yeah, he won. So, Halloween Havoc, this is the third or fourth iteration of NXT's version of Halloween Havoc, hosted once again by Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, and uh, uh, relative newcomer Quincy, who we just love. Quincy's great. Have you, Quincy. Have you, how did you feel about how did you feel about Halloween Havoc? I dude, as, as whole, someone who I as a as a whole, I thought it was great. Um it sang to me from like when I watched wrestling in the nineties yeah. of like everyone is trying to knock your socks off. That yeah. opening ladder match was awesome. And yeah. like I you know, it, it it's like watching uh, college football players who were like, I know I got a shot at the NFL, put their ass on the line to do yeah. insane stuff that like you don't see people who are, who are, you know, we're playing it safe, who are trying to keep their career going. And that's awesome. But also it's like, you know, like you're, you're willing to take more risks because, yeah. but it, it was absolutely fantastic. The ladder match for the North American championship. Awesome. Awesome. And Talking about that ladder match, you had five competitors in that match. You had Carmelo Hayes, uh, you had Von Wagner, who is the son yep. of uh, Albert. Um, you have Nathan Fraser, a newcomer who was trained by Seth Rollins. Oro Mensa, formerly Oliver Carter of NXT UK, and Wes Lee, uh, former member of MSK and the Rascals back in Impact Wrestling. Um, without gilding the lily too much, beautiful match, a lot of great, lot of great spots, this and that. Um, at the very end of the match, uh, Wesley and Carmelo Hayes are chasing up the ladder and mm-hmm. Wesley takes out Carmelo Hayes, climbs the ladder and grabs the North American title. Something significant about this, about this is Wesley has been known as a tag team competitor almost his entire career. Not anymore. Now, now after the, after the rough year he's had, his, his tag partner's gone from NXT, um, He's he's had a tough year, and he has now solidified himself as a singles competitor. They said on on the broadcast this was his first ever um, singles title in any promotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's massive. 
massive. You know what? Kudos, kudos to Wesley, man. He he earned it. He showed it. Um, I am I am just so glad that in that match, and I don't I've, I've you know I've watched when I watched uh, uh, Extreme Rules the other day, like when you know Bianca Belair is going in there and other people doing ladder matches. When you are climbing that ladder, and you know all of a sudden your legs are feeling like Jello, and you got to take your time and not fall and make sure the ladder's steady, and someone comes up to you and punches you in the butt cheek. <laughs> that stuns your entire body. Like Ugh. every time, you know, Mandy uh, or uh, not Mandy, but uh, Bianca Belair or, you know, Bailey got punched in the butt. Yeah. Whole system shuts down. They stopped climbing. And yeah. thankfully, they all avoided the butt shots. Because <laughs> if you get hit in the butt, you, you, you break down. You break down. You know, they kept it on the shoulders, in the head, in the legs. But, you know, yeah. if you get hit in that butt cheek, man. You're yeah. done. You're done. You're done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and just just tremendous, tremendous spots all match. I mean, they had they had the managers go. They had Trick and Rob Stone go in. Oh. They're climbing up the ladder, and he hit him with the he hit him with his dirty shoe. Oh, dirty it was shoe. so good. It was so good. I love it. Um, but we love but we love Wesley, and 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 what a year it's been for this guy. He deserves it. Carmelo Hayes, in my estimation, is a future Hall of Famer. He's a future U.S. or Intercontinental Champion on the main roster. I love everything about that guy. He breeds superstar. Uh, if, you, if, if you take Trick Williams with him to the, um, the main roster, I, I think that helps. I, I don't think he necessarily needs him, but you know, it, it gives him it gives him a little extra because he is a heel, and now he's got a manager who can help him cheat to win. It, right. It's a slam dunk for me. Love Carmelo Hayes. Again, think he's going to be a superstar. Uh, another breakout in this match. All these guys are killing it. Uh, I really like uh, Nathan Fraser personally. I, I think I think that guy's special. Um, the, uh, the yeah, no, former, he had some good spots. Um, the former Ben Carter on uh, on yeah. um, NXT UK. The uh, the match the, the 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 best of three series that he had with Axiom, who uh, is a kid under a mask. Hope they take that mask off and reveal that it's a kid because that kid's talented too. Um, those those two those two are, are really really going to do beautiful work. Um, your next match of the night, another gimmick match, lots of gimmick matches, but it was fun. It was fun. It was the Mandy fun. Rose Alba Fire, like the horror house, was so good. I want to talk about and, that in a minute. I want to I definitely want to talk about it, but I do want to talk about right now. I do want to talk about the casket oh, match. The Spin casket the wheel, match. Make a deal. Spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. Make a deal. Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. Um, great lead up to this story. Um, Grayson Waller trying to trying to to blind Apollo Crews, um, hit, hitting him in the eye and, and, and almost blinding him. Uh, these two going back and forth. They had a match uh, on NXT where he injured the eye of Apollo again, and you know cheated to win. And now they have this casket match. And right. Rules brought out the casket. Everything was good, spot after spot after spot. And uh, Grayson slams Apollo Crews through the casket. And he thinks the match is over, the match is over. And the, the ref's like, well, they, we, you didn't close it. Didn't close it. Didn't close it. The lights go out, and now they've got him standing at the entryway, and the Druids are bringing in another casket, a bigger casket, almost like the one that they used in the uh, Undertaker-Yokozuna match. Um at uh, God, when was that Survivor Series? Um, hundred years what, ago. Didn't didn't uh, Undertaker fight like uh, like the Boogeyman in the very first casket match, like WrestleMania, like one or two or three? Mm, I'm not sure. And the, the the casket was like four feet across, like four feet deep. And you're like, well, only and the guy was huge. It's like, well, only one person's going in that thing. Yeah, they um, had they had they had a Yokozuna did a casket match with the Undertaker. I think Giant Gonzalez did a casket match with the Undertaker. Kane obviously did one. Right. Um, I don't know. Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was in a casket match with the Undertaker. Uh, I think Randy Orton might have been in a casket match with the Undertaker. I don't know. There's been a few, but we should definitely do we should definitely do an episode on gimmick matches and and highlight a lot of those matches. I think I think that would be a lot. That's something that'd be super fun. Super um. Favorite, I, top five favorite gimmick matches next week or in two weeks. Um, yeah, when? so I, I like the casket match. 
I didn't think it went, it went on too long. Like both Kate and I were kind of like, okay, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Um, I mean, other than that, like the, the wrestling was good. The, the fear of both wrestlers was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just, uh, it was the Australian asshole versus, uh, you know, Apollo Cruz. Like, that was great. Apollo Cruz, who is, uh, who is Uha, Uha Nation from the Atlanta area, the greater Atlanta area. We love Uha. Um, our next match is uh, another spin the wheel, make the deal gimmick match. This is your weapons wild match between Roxanne Perez and the generation of Jade Cora Jade. This one started, they were tag team NXT women's tag team champions. And uh, one night, uh, one night during uh, Roxanne's uh, title opportunity against Mandy Rose for the NXT women's championship, mm-hmm. everything went to hell. And um, Cora Jade attacks Roxanne Perez, who then loses the match, hits her with a skateboard, a gimmick skateboard that breaks before she can even hit her with it. But that's another story. And that set up this whole, you know, heel persona for Cora Jade wearing, you know, darker clothes, darker makeup, darker hair. You know, right. it's, it's, it, just, I think Justin might have said it, it says every time they turn or turn a woman heel, they dress her in black clothes and she's automatically so much more attractive to, 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 to him. And, 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 you know, maybe he's not wrong. But, um, um I mean, it, it's getting goth doesn't mean you're looking goth, bad. Man, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's it's spooky season, man. People love that stuff. So, but now we've got Roxanne Perez, who is 20 years old, who has been the youngest uh, world champion of any organization. 19 years old, she won the the Ring of Honor, uh, Women of Honor, or Women's Championship. Big deal there. Um, lost that title in a unification battle with Deanna Perrazzo, mm. uh, uh, one of those one of those Impact Wrestling. Um, uh, um, shows, uh, but then she went on to NXT right away, and uh, in my opinion, my estimation is probably going to be the breakout star of 2022. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's you could you could say that about just about anybody um, in NXT right now as 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 far as breakout star because you know Grayson Waller's fantastic, Core is fantastic, but you know Roxanne Perez just has a spark and you know being go with the young, girl do it being as young as she is trained by booker t at his reality of wrestling um school would would travel six hours to go by bus to go work to go train in his place um she deserved this win in my opinion i think this closes the uh i think this closes the uh, the book on their rivalry um and now she can move on to bigger and better things it sounds to me like when she was on um, SmackDown two weeks ago, wrestling with Shotzi and um, um, oh my God, I'm sorry, I drew a blank. The uh, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez. I wanted to call, yep. I wanted to call her Reina Gonzalez so bad because that was her name in the Indies, um, but I couldn't think of Raquel, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. But when she teamed with them, uh, management at 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 SmackDown was like, "Wow, we need her on the main roster as soon as possible." Hmm. So. It may be one of those things where she does her goodbyes, a la Johnny Gargano, gets attacked, and then she's out the door. But um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Okay. We'll touch touching on this one really quick, and then we'll get to to me one of the most fun matches of the night. Uh, this was Julius Creed and Damon Kemp in the ambulance match. The ambulance if, match. If Julius loses the match, Brutus Creed, his brother, would be gone from NXT. Forever. Oh, I missed that stipulation. It was a fun match, though. Fun match. Fun match. Um, um, those guys. Those guys really went hard and uh, great technical wrestling. Great pure wrestling. Great they went technical. hard. How hard did they slam the door on the guy's freaking hands? Oh my god! Like four or five times. I'm like, how do you? How? I mean, it was it was great. If you um, ever slammed your hand a car door, you know. If you ever slam your hand in any door, and and and, and, and I mean, you could you could have put a pad on the door or whatever, but hey, come on, it's the gimmick match. You know, who knows? Who knows? But 
uh, I love, I love, I love the action of the match. I wish they would have done a few more things. To me, I feel like the match ran a little too short. It was only 14 minutes, but he hit him with a chair 10 times at the end of the match, put him on a gurney, clotheslined him from hell, a la JBL, which I love that yep. move by the way, and then just dumps him in the ambulance, and then it's over. Um, and then Diamond Mine, Ivy Nile, and um, Brutus and Julius are always he's celebrating in the ring. Um, uh, and then at that point, uh, at, that, at that point, Kate chimes in because she's a former EMT. She's like, "That's not how things go in an ambulance." I'm like, "Oh my god, Kate, <laughs> stop ruining it! Stop ruining it! It's <laughs> you know what else isn't real? You know what else isn't real? Freaking DC, Black Adam. Hey, which I'm not watching. Amazing. Hey." Well, hey, Dwayne Johnson is Kate's best friend. Okay, yeah. don't welcome well, then I said Rob. Well, the Kate, the Kate, get DJ on the show for us. I'd love to talk to old DJ. I mean, good dude, good dude. Yeah. Here, here's here's the here's the match for me. This is my match of the night. Um, didn't last very long, but they stretched it out throughout the whole show. Mandy Rose, the champion, the the yep. three hundred day plus champion versus the former forever champion of NXT UK, uh, the Scottish fire fire goddess Kaylee Ray, now known as Alba Fire, which we love. Um, mm-hmm. This thing this thing was great because they, they set up the vignette where she's at a haunted house, a spooky mansion, and she's totally Scooby-Doo. Mandy, she's like, Mandy, if you want to be, if you want to fate, meet me here tomorrow night. And I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm into this already. Yeah, fight fire with fire, like yeah. Uh, and I okay. love the fact, and I love the fact that they do this at Halloween Havoc. I love these production style matches. They're cool. I love like because you can take your time and like do yeah. things you want to do and like make spots hit because yeah. oh that didn't work. Let's shoot it again. Yeah, exactly. And 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 by the way, before we really get more to that, big shout out to who I can only believe, uh, Jeremy Borash. Uh, who is the uh, the the mastermind behind all of these um, theatrically productive productive matches? Um, he is a producer for NXT. Uh, he's one of Triple H's guys. Uh, he was uh, an on-air talent and a producer at Impact Wrestling and TNA uh, mm. several years ago. And you know he lives down in Florida. So when his contract ended with them, he went over to NXT. And he's been doing this stuff ever since. He was he was involved in um, the uh, the Undertaker uh, AJ Styles match at WrestleMania a couple Clearly. years ago, which was absolutely massive. One of my favorites. Um, well, it, it took us such a cool page of like that's something that you don't see in wrestling. Yeah, like let's make a gimmicky horror movie. Yeah, why not? It's brilliant. Why not? You know, yeah. it, it it checks so many boxes for me. You know, it's yeah, wrestling obviously. It's it. You got a little bit of horror. You got a little bit of you know gimmicky thing to it. You you you're you're making you you you're you're keeping me interested in what you're doing. Yep. And I loved kind of you know all the silly little things like the knife coming out of the wall and all the people dressed up and then they got the tea party. You know mm-hmm. they had the little the homage to the monsters, the homage to the Adams family. You know all the old horror films. Well, they also they also paid homage to the was it the Geico horror commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they yeah. pull up, like let's hide behind the chainsaws. Like yes, yes, yes. it was so good. Yes. So you know you you take you take all of Toxic Attraction and you split them up, and then JC Jane's like, "Don't you guys watch horror movies? This never works." And you know. So, <laughs> All these, all these little stupid little things that just make it fun. It, it, it reminded me of uh, many, many years ago when um, Evolution was going on in, in WWE, mm-hmm. and they were doing their big thing. And then Ric Flair goes up on the top rope like he's going to land a uh, like a double hammer fist. And, uh, of course, the uh, whoever, whoever got him caught him and threw him off the top rope. And then you hear, and just before he gets tossed off the top rope, you hear Jerry Lawler say, Damn it, Rick! That never works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's like yeah, it, it's like the the big show back when he was wrestling all the time, yeah. doing the Vader bomb. Yeah. When does that ever work? I I saw it work one time, and then he yeah. pinned the guy. Right. But, it works for Vader. Yeah, not, but nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, it works for no one else. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, I, I really, you know, I, I hope they continue this feud. Uh, Mandy went over in the match over Alba Fire, who um, is, an, is an incredible worker in herself. And, you know, Mandy has had this opportunity to really reinvent herself when she went mm-hmm. back to NXT because, you know, she was just kind of floundering on the roster. You know, she yeah, she did beat Sonya Deville, and Sonya Deville had to go away. Um, but that was, like, the big thing. But, you know, she never really had a shot at a title. And now in NXT, she's reinvented herself. She's got two great young talents around her, which is weird because I think she's only, like, two or three years older than the, either one of them. But now she gets the opportunity to say, hey, I've been in, I've been a women's world champion for a year. Yeah. No one can take that away from me because I have been the best I have ever been in my career. And I've put over a tremendous amount of talent. And I've got these two, these two, you know, young young wrestlers that are going to be stars because they were aligned with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, you, you think about when she was in WWE, that she was, you know, the, the gorgeous blonde that was strong, but like, that was it. There was no, they never played into anything else other than like, Mandy, oh my God, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And her and Otis had a thing, but that was, that was, that was some of her best work for me. It was, but then like, it was still like, they're in love and she's this gorgeous girl. And maybe yeah. I'm missing something. I'm sure I right. am. But yeah. now that she's in NXT, like, it, it's like we're, uh, what was it? Paul Heyman's like, heels and villains, they're so much better because they're so much more dynamic. Yeah. And when you can be evil, that's where the fun is. That's where you can do things that you want to do because then you would do something that no one likes. You're like, I fucking want to do it. So, because I, I, you know. And when you're a face, um, you got to stick to what you're what you're good at, uh, yeah. which is you know like John Cena. Like that's why he never turned heel. He was like, I have a reputation. Yeah. Um, I I can't shy away from it because you know so many kids look up to him and like I get that. I I respect it's, that. It's so hard to be a babyface. Yeah. In pro wrestling right now because everybody knows it's crap everybody knows it's bs because you know these these superhero style ultra vanilla guys you know like you know we love ultra John vanilla Cena. keywords huh ultra vanilla keywords yeah we, we we love we love john cena but it's just like you know the I feel like he's never going to change. I feel like he's never going to change. And I feel like if he weren't such a decent dude and all the make a wish stuff and all that stuff that people wouldn't care as much about him. No. And just so before that man holds the world record, world record, which is, which is absolutely wonderful to me. I Um, think it's delightful. For the make a wish foundation. Like, dude, the man is a saint. Over a thousand wishes. A thousand? Over a thousand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Dude. Like, I mean, I mean, you, you, you can't say anything bad about John Cena. You can't. You 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 can't. No. You can't. And 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 it's like it's like when he when he was doing Peacemaker, uh, and he was showing up to all the premiere events in the Peacemaker costume. He was showing up on Jimmy Kimmel and Peacemaker. Guy. Like you know. Like you, you he's happy to be there, man. Like he's, oh my so, God, into it. he's so happy to be there. He's, he's having, he's having the time of his life in his mid forties. He doesn't give a damn. He is just having a good old ass time. He gets to do whatever he wants. He's making ass tons of money. You know, he's, he's happy. He's got a, a lovely wife, a lovely, you know, lovely homes everywhere. I mean, dude, dude, and, dude. and he's still doing make a wish stuff. Like still doing make a wish stuff because, because, the, because, you know, like he's a de- he's a good freaking guy why don't you marry him ryan uh you know if he got down on one knee you're, you're damn right i'm gonna say yes <laughs> we'll figure something out figure something kate, out kate will kate, kate will understand, kate will understand. <laughs> is kate is kate there right now she's not actually okay. I, I wish she was you kept, you kept looking over you kept looking over the thing i figured maybe she was there, <laughs> I was there. no uh, there. yeah that's it's yeah we, right, we would so- figure an arrangement between me my husband John Cena, and then my side piece Kate. Oh my god! 
So uh, Alba Fire, uh, great talent. We love her. We want to see her succeed in NXT. Mandy Rose, love seeing Mandy Rose. Yeah. Um, she she makes she makes she makes bad good man. She's crushing it. Where they're both crushing. Final the the main. Well, well, hang on on that last point. What was the line that uh, Jessica Rabbit says in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm not bad. I was just drawn that way. I'm just drawn this way. Mandy Rose right there, man. She's like, I am bad, and I am drawn this way. Yeah, Mandy Rose. That was good. Final match of the night. All these gimmick matches. Every single gimmick match. This was the least gimmicked of all the matches. This was a triple threat match for the NXT Championship. We have champion Braun Breaker, the son of Rick Steiner, nephew of Scott Steiner. Uh, versus Ilya Dragunov and J.D. McDonough, formerly uh, Jordan Devlin of NXT UK. Um, are, are we not talking about, you know, life-size uh, Tyrion Lannister? Y- yeah, we can go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Life-size uh, Peter Dinklage? I'm sorry, dude. Like, we can go with that. You need, to change, you need to change the haircut. You need to put in some big boy pants. And you and you need to uh, work some more leg day. So, geez. I feel like I feel like I'm being attacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things one of the things that I really love about this whole scenario, um, we kind of we all know that that, that Braun is is going to get called up sooner than later. I was uh, expecting that. I was expecting him to drop the title. Yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of was thinking that too, but. I'll reserve why I think he's not going to drop it yet uh, for just a few more minutes. Um, Ilya Dragunov is 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 very special. Um, JD McDonough is 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 very special because these are two little guys that just they they're they're believable and as as, as workers as wrestlers and they put on a clinic. And the 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 true measure the true measure of a great pro wrestler is how you can make your opponent look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And those guys made Braun look like gold. That's why I love pro wrestling is it's That's physical improv. Um, you want to know my most disappointing moment of the match? Yeah. Um. So since I didn't want since I don't normally watch NXT, my most disappointed moment of the match was when I found out Braun's finisher was the spear. Yeah. And I've talked before, the spear is devastating. devastating. The lungs, colli- you know, the, the, the rip kit collapse around the lungs, can't breathe, you're out. But it's like, it's like choosing the rocket launcher playing Halo. They're going to run around, just nuking everybody, super easy. It's, yeah. the, the, it's the super weapon yeah. that requires no finesse. When a guy who's as built and strong as Braun or you could do something like Goldberg's jackhammer or something like that. And then you choose the spear as effective and lethal as it is. Yeah. It is running around with a rocket launcher and halo or the BFG 9,000 and doom or, you know, the whatever and the, the laser beam in half-life. Nice. Call, nice callback to doom, by the way. Great. Dude. Great. Game. Grew up on doom. Yeah. Same. Loved it. I remember being in like sixth grade and, we had those uh, those uh, old Macintosh beat the hell computers, and we yep. had one super nice one in the corner, like really really nice one. And all these kids wanted to play Snood on the damn uh, on the damn nice computer. And then I just snuck in the CD of Doom, and I'm just like over there playing, you know, killing demons and shit. People mm-hmm. Like, my word, what's going on? Went to a Christian, went to a private Christian school. Like, okay, oh, are you playing this? Oh no! And, and they're all English. Okay, everybody's like, what's <laughs> doing? Dude, Doom was the first game. Like, I'm not playing that in the dark. Like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. It, it was just no kidding. They're they're so pixel, pixelated, but they're gonna haunt my dreams. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I I love I love how heels do heel stuff. So, uh, Ilya Dragunov hits his finisher on the Torpedo Moscow on uh, on Braun. One. Two JD slides in the ring, just the hands going out for three. Stops he grabs the, ref. the referee's yep. hand. He's like, "No, you're not counting this. You're not counting this." And then Ilya just gets pissed. I mean, I love, I love those little things. You know, uh, Braun hit his finisher on Ilya. He throw JD throws Braun out of the ring after a one count. He gets on and tries for a pinning combination, 
and then he just he's just frustrating the shit out of these guys, and he's not getting his satisfaction. So, I mean, it's it, it, it's great to see it's great to see a young talent like Braun uh, continuing to 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 run his race. Um, I like it. I think it's great. I, I, head and shoulders above all. I think this uh, was a great show. But the one thing that we did not talk about yet that happened at Halloween Havoc, and I don't know if you caught this or not, but there was a vignette that was played, and it was a fire burning, and somebody dropped a mask down into the fire. I did not. I did, I missed it. Okay, so were you watching? Raw during the pandemic. No. Okay. Because that's when I actually that's literally when I started watching AEW. That's fine. So during the pandemic, you had this group called Retribution. And Were those guys that like took took over the set and like caused power to go out and things like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember seeing them. It was it was three guys and a woman, and they had they had somebody who was it, it ended up Mustafa Ali ended up being revealed as their leader down the road. But right, there I remember were that. Four masked men. You had Slapjack, who was Shane Thorne, who was part of TMDK. Uh, you got you had Mace, who is now on SmackDown as Mace. And then Mace. you had and then you had. Uh, uh, I think her name was like Retaliation or some shit like that. Anyway, it was Mia Yim. And then you had a guy named T-Bar, who T-Bar was Dominic Dijakovic in NXT, who is one of the best big guys in the industry, who used to work against uh, my man Keith Lee. They had some bangers back in NXT in 2018 and 19. Well, dude, Here. I saw Keith Lee do a jump-spinning crescent kick a couple weeks ago. And I yeah. was like, Wow. Dude's a stud. But anyway. A stud move. But anyway, T-Bar had the mask. Well, anyway, dude, there's, there's a fire. Dude drops a mask into the fire. And by my estimation, that's going to be Dominic Dijakovic coming back to NXT. And I couldn't be more excited because I knew, I knew Dominic um, back in um, – Back in uh, Ring of Honor, um, okay, when he was just when he was just Dijak. Cool, and uh, he's he's from he's from Massachusetts. Great wrestler, six foot five or six foot six. Dude's a machine, and he does all of the things. Like you know, he he's he's just agile. He's quick. He's fast. He and Keith Lee. If you ever get a chance to watch Keith uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic in NXT, their three matches were just bangers. They did incredible work, incredible work. This guy, this guy who who deserves all the flowers in the world as a wrestler, um, they put him in a gimmick that was just destined to fail in w, in, on Raw. And now, okay. after sitting after sitting for two years, they're going to bring this guy back to NXT, and he's just going to be a badass. And for me, for me. If you're going to put the belt on anybody, that's my guy. If you're going to beat Braun Breaker. Are you making a prediction? I am. I, I'm I'm not making a prediction. If I'm. Should we make this a wager? Uh, yeah, why not? Five bucks? I think it should be more serious than that. <laughs> I think it should be like a. Like a shave the head or mohawk or shave the beard. Nah. What? I'm not that crazy. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not writing the show. I'm not writing the show. But if I'm booking NXT for the next mm-hmm. four to six months, I would like to see Dominic Dijakovic defeat Braun Breaker for the title. I think the guy deserves and put him over to and, WWE, and then, and then have and then have Braun debut at the Rumble uh, the next night. That'd be okay. That would be appropriate. That's um, what I would do. And that's the thing. That's why I love the Rumble, man. Like, you can create so many stories in just this one match. Because, you know, all of a sudden, one person puts over somebody, they put over somebody else, and then all of a sudden, people start watching. Yeah. And then, like, oh, they put over third, and a fourth, and it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. I didn't know that they they were working out. I didn't know they were doing push-ups, you know, 
in the morning and at night or whatever, eating, you know, bricks for breakfast. Yeah. Um, it's the rumble is the most unique element of wrestling match. There is to me. It's my favorite gimmick match. No question. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Um, and the best part is like what there's always like 30 wrestlers or is it 20? 30. The first rumble 30. in 1988 had 20. This they did one. I mean, let's just do that had 40, but late, lately it's been 30. Let's do 40, but like, you know, let's give the guys a break. You can always tell like all the wrestlers are getting tired and it's like, Oh, we're bringing out Jimmy Snuka and Roddy Piper who are going to go in. They're going to brawl and they're literally going to pull each other out for like 30 seconds. And it's going to be great. It's going to be a huge spot. Um, RIP Roddy I Piper. Miss Roddy. Um, I, miss, I miss Roddy Piper. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about Roddy. Someday. Yeah. What a sweet man. Um, yeah, but no, like that's, you can do so many things with the rumble. Um, cause the rules are so unique and, you know, and I, I, I think we could end with this of like, when I watched Stone Cold and, uh, Vince McMahon leave the rumble for an hour, the rumble happens and they return like, Oh, it's not over yet. And then yeah. Vince McMahon won. And then since he conceded, then Austin won. It was brilliant. But yeah. those are some of the best, best days of wrestling there was. Edge winning the Rumble, Nakamura winning the Rumble. Yep. Uh, Batista and John Cena tumbling out, and then Vince blowing out both knees. Uh, Luger, yeah. and Brett, Luger and Bret Hart winning the Rumble to get, like, hitting the floor at the same time, and then having those two uh, battle it out for the title um, at WrestleMania yep. 10. And then and yeah. then uh, even uh, Shawn Michaels and Davey Boy Smith, like, that was, that was the year, that was the rise of Shawn Michaels here. Because that, well, that, that concluded in the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match, correct? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe you're right. Okay. That, I'll, that, I'll, that, I'll that, that might be right. I think, I think, I think we need to, I, I need to go back and look at that. But I think, I think you might be right. Okay. Um, but, man, what a, what a great show. That was fun, dude. Um, that was fun. Justin, come back next week, man. I hope you feel better. Well, my glass is officially empty. I, I re-poured my glass, if you saw, if you watched the video. I think what I did pretty... Um, this is rum. Um, ah, damn it. <laughs> live show, folks. Live show. Yeah, live show. Um, this is Diplomatico rum. Oh, nice. Very nice. Delicious. This is the Old Forester. This, isn't t- this is pretty good. Old Forester solid. I'm enjoying it. Well, but all right, I guys. Uh, until show. next week. Happy wrestling, everybody. Happy wrestling, um, Rob. It's been a pleasure, my friend. And happy Halloween, my friend. Happy Halloween. See um, you guys next week. Oh, well, hang on. Uh, are we all going to Justin's Halloween party next week? Oh, uh, when is that? What uh, is Saturday? I know, I know it's Saturday, but what time? I'm assuming he's going to be going all night. Okay. Seems like he's like, he's that type of guy. Yeah. He's gonna end early. No, God, no. He's he's he's, okay. he's put that he's been doing that house for days. So yeah, it's it's gonna go till you know Sunday night. Start Saturday night, twenty four hours. Yeah, it's gonna go. Can't it's gonna go stop. Saturday night till Monday morning at six. When everybody has to go. <laughs> I hope. I hope we will. <laughs> we will left. all be dead. Sounds we will good. be the lawn ornaments on his lawn. Happy Halloween, everybody, and happy wrestling. I'm Rob. Happy Halloween. Ryan. Good night. Good night. <laughs>